All right, everybody. So the first game of the five-game homestand goes to the Avalanche. They beat Anaheim 3-2. to two, And this thing was cruising along very nicely for most of the game. And then the Ducks made the Avs. And you and I sweat this thing out. So a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Avalanche. Coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on X. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions. Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us over on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. And make sure you subscribe to our subtext. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you do, you become one of our very oh-so-special insiders. Chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. And give us your thoughts on everything Avs, including the most recent game, which we will get to. Uh, if you're watching over on YouTube, you see our rundown. Yeah, the draft. It's going to be at a really cool location this year. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Where we're going to start, Kyle, obviously, is with this game against Anaheim. Um, right off the bat, there was some changes. It's gonna, we'll, we'll talk about the lines uh, in a little bit. We'll just kind of summarize the game first. But the abs, I mean, this was – you had injuries. You had sickness. Uh, Valanchuskin was out because he was feeling ill. Uh, Kale McCarr, he missed the game due to an injury. Um, obviously, uh, all of the other names that are still out with Sam Gerrard and Arturi Lekin. And so you're, you're down some key players. Uh, Oscar uh, Olausen got called up. Uh, Sam Alinsky's in the game again. So – it's kind of like a little bit of a mishmash of a team. Uh, and they they played well for like 54 minutes. Um, but that's what can happen in hockey is snap your fingers and snap your fingers and a dumb penalty by Curtis McDermott. And the Ducks are right back in this thing. And you had to sweat it out. But they took it. They took it three to two. You get back in the win column, start the home stand off with a win. And this is one of those almost, uh, it's kind of like an evil genie wish. The Avalanche get a win. Nathan McKinnon scores a goal. But at what cost? Nathan McKinnon took that block shot. Yeah. You don't know what the condition of Nathan McKinnon will be when he wakes up tomorrow. Nope. Bowen Byram left the game. Upper body injury. You don't mm-hmm. know his condition going forward. So you mentioned Malinsky and Alasson coming up. If you haven't watched an Eagles game, stay tuned. You're going to get your chance to see the Colorado Eagles in action <laughs> in Colorado Avalanche sweaters because with the Kale McCarr still very vague terms on when he's coming back, Nachushkin, when's he going to get healthy? We're playing again on Thursday against the Winnipeg Jets. And yes, it's a great win. Curtis McDermott led the scoring. Everybody have your fanfare. He only played like six minutes. Everybody's calmed down. Mm-hmm. And then Nathan McKinnon got his goal, but again, you don't know what his status is going to be for the Winnipeg game. You want to see, like, the Avalanche tallied a goal in every period. Good. You did your job. You want to see a little bit more of an effort? Like, this is good. You got a win. 
But this roster, even with the line changes, you're going to have to see them step up a little bit because they almost did that avalanche collapse. Like you yeah. minute, like you mentioned, 54 <clears throat> minutes of really good play, and then you're just sitting there watching everything collapse just a little bit. The Ducks, of course, too many men been there, done that. That helped. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. The game, it, but. I mean, if that didn't happen, that happened with what, like three minutes and change left. So, uh, if you ran, which they did, I mean, you know, you run that that penalty out in full, that really only gives the Ducks a minute and change to to you know pull their goalie and 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 tie it up. But you know, it doesn't take that long to to you know they showed you, you they can score goals quickly. So. Uh, but if they if that did not happen and this game played out five on five, uh, the Ducks were. You <laughs> felt like, oh man, like th- th- this this could be just uh, an epic collapse here, and that's not what you want to see. Uh, so it helped them. God, did it help them that? And, and I hate taking the hand out, but at that point in the game, uh, you know, you, you'll take it right there. You'll definitely you, take it. And you mentioned the Avalanche with uh, the Ducks with momentum going five on five there the two goals the ducks tallied one was on the power play one was shorthanded shorthanded so they 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 proved they could beat you with the goal scoring any way they choose so with momentum on their side which the avalanche had for better part of the first and second period the third was a little iffy but that's the way you let games go you got a good 40 minute effort and this is what we want especially coming off the the three game losing streak but you want to build a little bit more, and this was positive and roof for improvement, and the Avalanche see this. If this was an 8-2 to two win for the Avalanche, you're really believing where you're going, going into that Winnipeg game a little inflated. So this yeah. one was a good win with room to grow. I mean, when, you know, Byram didn't play at all in the third, that hit that he took, completely legal hit. There's nothing wrong with the hit. It's no. just a hard hit. Um that that is you know what 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 took him out he played i think the rest of the second which wasn't much there wasn't much left when that happened i don't believe um and then he did not come back out for the third so you're left with jack johnson devon taves josh manson sam malinsky and caleb jones you know and, and you're out kale mccarr bo byram sam gerard that's tough. That yeah. is tough. Now I will say uh, there was a moment this morning that I think people thought Kale McCarr was going to play mm-hmm. in this game. And you saw uh, uh, different uh, posts going out uh, from the people that follow and they were confused. Yeah. They were like, you know, Kale McCarr is, is practicing or he's on the morning skate, but he's not on the top power play unit. Likely he's not playing. And then he switched jerseys and was on the tap. So this morning it was just like it was one of those things where I don't even think they knew. I think they had to see like how that went. And obviously it didn't go the way that any of them went. So he didn't play. But because it was so close, you'd have to you got to feel pretty good about him playing uh, against Winnipeg. Nachuskin, I think he's just sick. Uh, And the same thing that was with uh, Nathan McKinnon last week or a little bit more than that. So, you know, I, I think, I don't know if he's just got a cold or what it is, but I, I would feel pretty confident that he could be back for Winnipeg game as well. So maybe you get those two guys back, but you know what the hockey gods 
giveth, they taketh away. And we have to see with Nathan McKinnon. He did come back. That that shot, I mean, was directly on his ankle. Yeah. He came back from it. But again, it's that day off. Things start tightening up. We will see. We'll see if he comes back because uh, here last year the, the 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 buzzword was the Colorado uh, Eagle Ranch. Yeah, and it seems like we're kind of trending in that direction again right now. But we'll, well see. let me make it a little bit worse for you, good buddy. Mm-hmm. They don't call me Shaggy Von Doom for nothing. Capitalize the Doom part because you saw the hit on Bo and Byram. Yeah, and then you saw the referees review the hit, seeing if there was an additional penalty to tack on. Mm-hmm. And altitude pans to Bowen Byram, laughing with his teammates. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. then he doesn't come back after the intermission, yeah. and they just label it as upper body. And if you look at the history of Bowen Byram's injury history, yep, upper body and just disappearing after a little bit, you the concussion thing comes back okay. around. I will. I will get, I will let you know right now that it's not head related, uh, and this is Connor McGahey posting this. Mm. Uh, Bednar says Byram's injury is upper body and not head related. No update beyond that. Well, see, that's I'm glad yeah. that you put that out there because that was the initial concern and all I kept thinking about the entire third period. Because when you saw Kale McCarr taking the ice this morning with the practice squad. It was, it's positive, but then you're like, okay, he's resting up. He'll be 100% for Winnipeg, but you don't know now how long Bo's going to be out. If it's not a head thing, that could be positive. But again, we all have to go to sleep and we all have to wake up and then we feel the game before. So that's, that's going to be the interesting thing. It's like being in a car crash. Yeah. You know, like you don't feel it until the next day or a couple of days later. And, And that's like. That was that was that was a truck hitting him. It, it was. I mean that that was a solid hit right in the chest and and, and that those clean that, that breastplate very clean very clean. Um, you know his his breastplate or his ribs or whatever they might be aching tomorrow yeah. and that that that's how it's gonna feel. So, um, all right, we'll get into more of this game here in a second and uh, discuss the lines that moved around, kind of individual performances. Uh, and there were some good ones in this one. Um, so we will get to those here coming up next. First, we're going to hear from Game Time and the Game Time app. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in pricing, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets and what better time to buy tickets for people right now i mean we are in the holiday season so if there is an event that's out they, the concerts are co- did you hear the, the newest concert the, the newest uh duo the limp biscuit Corey feldman tour that is real my friend sign me up get- <laughs> who and- doesn't want to get signed up for that if you're traveling going to visit family what better way to escape family time than the game time app find those flash deals real close to you absolutely so go to game time and download the game time app create an account use the promo code locked on nhl for twenty dollars off your first purchase 
What better time to buy? It's a perfect Christmas present. Uh, term, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On NHL. L O C K E D O N NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Also brought to you by FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook app. As the weather gets cold outside, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers can get a $150 bonus bet with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150, Kyle, if your team wins. And I know my team, those Denver Broncos, oh, so close. Oh, so close to keeping that winning streak going can they do it this week i say why not sure get back in the winning column so you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. there's no better time to get in on the action the app is super easy to use wide range of betting options including spreads player props over under so much more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel the official partner of the nfl all right, so jumping back into this game, uh, things start off with with Curtis McDermott. The very sweet, I mean, the, the, the goal he had last game, it was the silky mitts, and in this game, it's the silky skates. He kicks that thing to himself right, and just roofs it. What a good, like, where is this scoring touch coming from, from Curtis McDermott? He's put in the work. Uh, it was one of those things that Bednar talked to him about. This year, you're going to be a forward. So, hey, let's I'll give stick taps to I mean, it's due. He has mm-hmm. really taken some strides when it comes to being a forward. And it goes back to I'd like to see him play more than 10 minutes to see if this can stick. Like, this is a nice thing to throw out there, but it's rough to play a forward for six and a half minutes. Like, you can't really get things going that way. Yeah, and, and I, I think he probably would have had less if Bo Byram didn't get hurt. Yeah. Because I know I know he's, you know, McDermott's playing as a forward, uh, but you're down another guy, and he can double as a defenseman. Yeah. So uh, you're, you're down that guy. You you you, you need to – somebody's got to fill in and other spots. So he probably got a couple more minutes because of that and made a dumb play at the yeah. end of the game. Started great with that goal and then just made a just completely boneheaded play. You cannot do that. And you give Anaheim a five on three for which a full two minutes, which they scored on. They scored on and, and you know, the, the abs killed the, the second half of it, but um, that's, I, I, that's just what you're going to get with Curtis McDermott. He's playing well uh, as a forward in his five to seven minutes that he's getting. And We've kind of been on him for not being an aggressor in terms of like fighting and things like that. And then he decides to do that at the most inopportune time um, and going up against Leo Carlson, which I don't even know why he was picking him out. Did I miss something there? I don't I don't know if he was very chirpy. He, he was, was very mad. Chirpy. I think he was mad at, at uh, Gudas for for the trip. But Radko Gudas wasn't even there. I don't know. It was a confusing thing. Maybe I'm missing something on that right now. I don't know. And and the story with McDermott is honestly the storyline the entire game. Like, yeah, you got Nathan McKinnon scoring, which is great and wonderful, mm-hmm. but he also took that shot, and you don't know what his condition's going to be, so it's a give and take. Same with McDermott. Yes, he opens up the scoring, gives the as the lead right out of the gate, but he also takes a goal away with that boneheaded play that really – started shifting momentum and the ducks really started building something. And that could have been one of those moments. Yeah. You got it started, 
but you also got it started the other way. Yeah. And it's one of those things you got to balance it out. If you're going to have six and a half minutes, that's basically a net zero. You're you're you yeah. scored a goal and gave one away. Yeah. So he had he had the goal and then a really nice pass from uh, Druen to uh, McKinnon for a goal, and then Logan O'Connor, who started on the top line, uh, with just that you know working man's goal, just kept puck was not stopped. Uh, got behind Gibson and and he he hammers it home for the third goal. So real really nice goals for all three goals for the Avalanche, just especially the Logan O'Connor ones. Didn't quit. Didn't quit. Yeah. And especially after that three-game losing streak and you're questioning the heart, we talked about Nathan McKinnon's heart. Where's that passion? Where's that fire? You saw that in McKinnon's goal. Mm-hmm. You saw that in LOC playing to the whistle, not quitting on that goal. Like Even if it's under Gibson, he's still going. No whistle. He's continuing going. That shows you the heart that the Avalanche are not ready to just like roll over and die. They are ready to keep pushing, and that was a great goal from LOC. We talked yesterday about, you know, could the lines get mixed up? Um, the answer to that is an emphatic yes. So uh, here's what they looked like. Druen, McKinnon, and O'Connor were your top line. Um, Oscar Olauson, like we said, we got called up, was on the second line with Ross Colton on the second line uh, and Miko Rantanen. Your third line was Wood, Johansson, and Kivi Ranta. And your third line, fourth line was uh, McDermott, uh, Olafson and Tatar. Um, so yeah, they 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 switched it up, and I will say this: I am I am now starting to really get you know hard feelings for Tomas Tatar for not getting a goal. Like he yeah. came so close three or four times in this game, including an empty netter at the end, yeah. and he just can't seem to to find the back of the net, but. Regardless of that, I thought he played a really, really good game. A really yep. good game from Tomas Tatar. So he d- keeps doing that, and you know he'll eventually find the nets a few times this year. But God, he had a couple that one. There, there was one. I think Logan. It was. I think it was Logan O'Connor who threw a puck right back to him, and it. it I don't want to say he wasn't ready for it, but I just think the puck kind of like got into his skates a little bit, and he had a wide open net. A yep. wide open net. And he had a couple times where he's coming up the side and 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 threw a nice shot on net. Not to say that those ones should have went in, but um he had good looks and he just can't seem to to bring one home. And you know, with Tatar not being able to find the back of the net, it's both a blessing and a curse because yes, he can't score right now, but when he does, that could be one of those goals you're down to one. And the team rallies around Tatar finally finding the back of the net. And that could be one of those things to rocket momentum back the other way. Mm. So, yes, it's not fun. But with the way he's playing and putting things together, I look into that Winnipeg game. I feel like he is on the cusp of scoring a goal. And when he does, this team is going to celebrate that goal with him. Uh, They're going to celebrate it like, you know, they do when when McDermott scores. Or Drew in. Yeah, they're going to. Because it's a long time coming. So yeah. um, what do we got here? As far as stats go, you had Logan O'Connor with the goal. Drew N with two assists on the night. So he's he's continuing his his solid play. I'm going to yeah, say stellar good. play, but I'm going to say solid play. Um, he's, he's just getting involved with it more. 21 and a half minutes of ice time. So, I mean, that's going to happen when you're on that top line. <laughs> uh, Nathan McKinnon, a three-point night, one goal and two assists. Um, who am I missing here? 
that's that's it on the forwards. For your defense, you had Manson with an assist and uh, Curtis McD- Curtis McDermott is listed as a defenseman on here. Yeah. But, um. So he's he's got he's got the goal too. I thought Josh Manson looked good too. Yeah. Um. He he was hustling. There was a, a two hundred foot play that he had where he missed a shot and the puck went back in the other direction and he caught up to whoever it was on Anaheim and not only disrupted the play but took the guy out behind yeah. the net. So I, I like how Josh Manson's been playing lately. I think he's yeah. been he's been consistent. Um, he gives you what you need, that defensive presence. Oh, you know, he has offensive ability. That's not what he's out there for, but you know, he's not he's not a liability uh, when he's out there on, on the offensive end. He can give it to you if you need it. And if he's in the right position, he can take a shot and, and pop one if every once in a while. So I like how he's playing. Yeah, I've been really, really loving Josh Manson's game. And quickly to mention on your line changes, mm-hmm. Russ Colton and Rijo did not have a shot all night long. And you want to see that kind of change up a little bit? I think Miko walked out of there with two, two or three mm-hmm. shots. So you want to see that pile two. up a little bit? Like the changes, yes, it was positive for that top line. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard not to have success on that top line with Nathan McKinnon, LOC. But yeah, uh, you want to like Miko? It's it's time. I would like to see some more shots and Ross Colton and Rijo not to have one when you had three power play opportunities. Yeah. So you want to see that kind of pick up just a little bit. Um, I, I yeah, Colton didn't have a, a shot on goal, uh, but he still just works his butt off. He does. He does. <laughs> you know I mean, he, he just creates in other ways. Um, but you know, you would like to see him get a couple shots on net at least. Um, and as far as Georgiev goes, I thought, thought he had a, obviously had a really solid game for, for most of it. He was trending towards a shutout, which he hasn't had in a little while. Um, and then, you know, just the, those couple minutes where, and one of it's not really his fault, so five on three, you know, yeah. which was so just difficult to stop that for a full two, full two minutes. You know, that wasn't like a 30-something second five on three. <clears throat> but overall, I thought he, he played very well. But he played yeah. very well. There was one, I think it was the second goal that he played overplayed it a little bit and got beat with that. Um, it was, I think it was that five on three that where he was mm-hmm. just playing out of the, he was out of the paint, like his knees were in the white on the five ice. on three. Yes, his uh, knees the were five in, on three. Like, I, I don't think he tracked the puck well enough, like, because because he was very late, yeah, um, on the pass. And, um, who was it who scored it for? I don't think I have the scoring summary up here whatever um oh it was carlson i think it was carlson on the five on three and it was just a wide yeah. open net and it, and it was just he, he didn't track the pass well enough so and the other one was a shorthanded goal yeah the short breakaway shorthanded goal so you know he, and he played that goals. one fine he played that one fine oh he got a, he had a glove on it it yeah. kind of trickled in behind him so yeah i thought i thought he had a good game but yeah. a game overall uh a couple comments from our subtext people we'll get to that uh, we'll get to the drafts. We got news on that, <clears throat> and of course, we have our sound check that we have to get to. We'll do all of that next. Right now, we're going to hear from Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish that you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, then you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. And if you hate waiting, well, Indeed's data, U.S. 
data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment that they are hired. And Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring right now. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. So if you need to hire, then you need Indeed. All right. Um, what we're going to get to here, we have some subtext people that we wanted to get to first. Um, let's see if we, let me refresh this. So <clears throat> this is from, I think this one's from Easton, I believe. Yes. Um, game felt a little bit sloppy, but it had a lot of new faces in it. That's true. Um, terrible call on McDermott. Uh, the contact was nothing more than I think he said he's protecting um, Carlson. I don't know what he, I don't know what he means by that. I don't think McDermott was protecting Carlson. Maybe he just maybe there's an autocorrect there that I'm maybe he's going after Carlson is maybe what he's yeah. talking about. Uh, the contact was nothing more than normal after the whistle behavior that happens all the time. Oh, he didn't like that. He didn't like that they called it out of McDermott. I see what he's saying there. Oh, protecting Carlson. So the refs are that's okay. I got you now. All right, now now we're firing all cylinders. So he thought it was a bad call on McDermott and saying that stuff happens all the time. Um, you know, I've seen worse. Yeah, I have seen worse. Uh, but I, I think Curtis McDermott just needs to to not engage in that at all. Yeah, just ignore that stuff because you know if if the refs want to call you for it, they will, and they did. I think he had uh, visions of Delorier, and I think he just started seeing. <laughs> and he, he just saw that ducks ducks uniform, yeah. and, and yeah. <laughs> so I get, yeah. I mean, like I said, I have seen worse than that, but he just can't be doing that at that point in time. Uh, this is from Kyle uh, from the Mighty Ducks. Coach Bombay said, "To think I wasted all these years worrying about what you thought." <laughs> the Avs need to continue focusing on their game and not what salty fans or media says. With all of the talent missing from the lineup, I'm glad we got a good team win tonight. Yeah, I don't think you can take that away. Yeah. I think you have to really kind of keep that in, in the forefront of your mind. Like they were down, they're down a lot of talent in this game. And then in game, you're down talent, losing Bo Byram. And thank God you didn't lose Nathan McKinnon for longer. Yeah, they get they were uncomfortable. The lines were shaken up. New faces in the lineup. This was a good team win from the heart. Like those last three losses were comfortable. They were comfortable mm -hmm. and not producing. This was mm -hmm. an uncomfortable win. Um, and then we have Vargar. I uh, said this is the part of hockey that makes me sick. Waiting on an injury report, even more so if it's a possible concussion for a player with a history of head injuries. Well, I mean, I think he sent that right away. You know, you, you you got it pretty quickly from from Bednar after the game. At least we know that that it's that's not a head injury to Bo Byram. Uh, but he said decent effort by the Abs. Loc and Mac gave that line a jump. Uh, but Alasson and Mika weighed him down. I don't understand that call up. Um, it was a little bit of a surprise to see Oscar Alaskin get called up. I think everybody just expects when there's a call up, it to be Riley Tufty. 
But if you do that, uh, Oscar Olaskin can go up and down and you don't mm-hmm. have to put him on, on waivers. You do now with um, Riley Tufty. So if you feel that you know, you're not going to use someone for an extended amount of time, you bring up a guy like Oscar Olauson because he probably will get sent down tomorrow if the Avalanche feel we're going to have a, a, a more healthy team against Winnipeg. So bringing Riley Tufty up for one game, only have to go put him on waivers, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's why they, they made that move. Yeah, I believe so too. And I think Vargar called some of those line changes to a T. Uh, Tanya from uh, our, our subtext people thinks that Vargar should be hired as assistant GM. So I, there, I second there that. There you go. Uh, all right. So overall, the way that it ended, not what we wanted. You wanted to to coast into those two points, but in the end, the two points is two points, no matter how you get them. And the ads are back in the win column. And uh, starting off this this home stretch with a win. So all is good. Um, let's fast forward to the off season. Let's get past this season, past the Stanley cup that the Avalanche are going to win and, uh, get right into the, the off season and the draft. And this was floated around for a little while, um, that the draft could be at the Las Vegas sphere. And now we get confirmation that it will be. So I think this is a big deal because you're the first sporting event to do this um and and it's all about being first right because you know there's gonna be another league that does it um you know the nfl is gonna do this sooner or later you know the nba who can't get enough of vegas is gonna do this sooner or later and my only concern about it is because you're doing it first like yeah you'll get a lot of notoriety but now the other leagues will see how you do it and then improve upon it and and which is i mean that this is just that's just you know nitpicking here and there but just the fact that the nhl is having it at an event or a a venue like this i think is is a huge deal not only are they going to be the first but they're also going to be the last centralized nhl draft at a location Mm. it goes into the the spread out kind of call the draft pick at their house kind of deal right so which is which is fine i i you know some people are on the fence about that too, because nobody else does it that way. So it's kind of like exclusive to the NHL where everybody's there. Yeah. Everybody's there. You have the, you know, the the kids in the in the stands. They don't come out from behind the the curtain. Um, they'll still be at the draft going forward, but the teams won't be there. So they'll be in the war rooms, right? Yeah. And like you said, like they call it in. And I think that's part of the reason why they went big for this yep because it's going to be the last time they do it this way so why not go out with a bang do it at the thing that everybody's talking about right now i i love this this sphere thing i i can't get enough of it i just follow put, the spheres x page yeah just to see what they're doing on it i i love the thing it's incredible just put gritty's face on the sphere and we're fine that's that's part of what i want to see like all of the stuff that they do with it because you saw it with, when it was the basketball finals it just turned into a big basketball yeah. And they haven't really done much with hockey yet. So to to have like, you know, when and when a guy gets drafted, you know, they'll have yeah. you know, his highlights up there, the graphics at the like I can't wait to see how this pans out. So much so I'm discussing it with my wife of actually going to this thing. 
I'm I'm getting there. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing the same. I'm doing the same. We we will see. I, I kind of don't want to miss this. I really don't. So um we'll see. We'll see. All right. Last thing that we are gonna get to, and that is of course is our locked on avalanche sound check. Kyle and I always pick a song after a game that best describes the most recent action. These songs go up on a playlist over on Spotify. For this one, just search LOA Soundcheck Volume 3. So what do you have for this game, sir? This one is coming straight from the solo act of my favorite guitarist, Zach Wild. Okay. And uh, it kind of echoes what Vargar was saying in our subtext. Mm -hmm. Waiting for the injury report the next day. We're going with Zach Wilde's Too Numb to Cry. Like... (laughs) Yeah, it's nice. I, I'm so okay. I, I'm tired of that being the just what goes with Avalanche hockey. Like, yeah, we had a win. Nathan McKinnon scoring again. Like things are looking good. You're getting positive. McDermott, what a goal! But then in the back of your mind, is Nathan McKinnon healthy? How healthy is Kale McCarr? How bad is Bowen Byram? Like that's all you're thinking about. You can't go to sleep. That's you're you're running through that in your mind. And how much longer is he out? Is he? It's I'm too numb to cry. I, I with yeah. injuries, I'm just I'm numb to them now. I, and that's I kind of went in that same direction, but like in a or that same realm, but like a different direction, I should say. Um, because I love that. Like that's like you're you you are you're just like okay, this is just happening again. Not as bad, but but you just you're getting like the grumblings of this again, yeah. and I love the numb part of it. So, which is kind of what I went, the way that I went was uh, a song called The Summoning, and it's by Sleep Token. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's I, just, I just feel like you're just, you have to conjure up, like, you got to call people up. You know what I mean? You got, you have to, to summon uh, Caleb Jones to play more minutes, yep. you know, and, and then, and then Bo Byram goes down and, you know, now you, you have to, who, who's our other, who else can stand up? Yeah. Who can stand up and, and kind of just help us? Who can we summon to help us, you know, get to, vi- we're crawling to victory here. Um, and that's what I just felt like. It's just, you know, kind of that next man up, whatever you want. If you want to call it next man up, I'm calling it the summoning because you just had to call guys up to, to get you through this game. Yeah. I feel like Dale Cooper in my favorite show of all time, Twin Peaks, the giant mm-hmm. is standing before me saying it's happening again. And I'm it's, just, it's happening again. Palms up thumbs up that's all you can do it's yep. but it seems like this is you know when this stuff happens the abs excel and they at least got this one they got this one in the bag so all right uh unknown if we will have an episode tomorrow i have an event to go to i don't know how late it's gonna go if we can get an episode in we definitely will if not we'll do one the following day and talk about winnipeg uh but until then Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, and we'll see you guys later. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.